This is it, folks. It's the end of the line. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, folks of all kinds, welcome to Bottles and Bricks, a last podcast. I'm your host, Ronan Untain, and I have here with me my signals from Team JVS, Santai. Uh, get on on here, guys. Um, we did it. We finished HBO's The Last of Us. We concluded episode nine, and it is it is a roller coaster within a big long roller coaster of emotions, of arcs, and approach they do to conclude this unique show that HBO and Naughty Dog have developed together. Um, yeah, um, um, I'm gonna let the, the 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 guys go first because I can go on a rampage as you probably noticed probably in the non-spoiler reviews, and I don't want to do that. I want to hold everything in, let them get their stuff out and then i can go um but sam ty take the lead how are we feeling um masterpiece like this is something that from all intents and purposes should not have even worked um the simple fact that they got craig from chernobyl and neil you know in this it was a good it was a good green flag right but if you look back in any incarnation of video game to television adaptation in any format, it just doesn't work. And, you know, from the beginning of this, we've been emotionally compromised. We were riveted by their set design, their sound design, the score, the acting. But were they going to nail how the narrative was going to flow? You know what I mean? And that was all riding on this finale. And I had my thoughts. I was like, okay, they're going to end it here. They're going to end it there. But even though it wasn't the way that I thought it was going to end, it still was a gut punch that nailed it. It stuck the landing. And that's all I can ask for in the season one. You know, there's only a few shows that really stick that first season finale. And the fact that the same exact emotional resonance that you feel at the end of the very first game they magnified in ways in this one because of certain human suggestions and certain things that Joel does, certain things that Ellie notices and doesn't say, uh, unspoken things. Uh, I think that the thing that I love the best about this is this entire time, we've been seeing Joel trying to balance his emotions. We've seen him have a random first emotional reaction, you know, kind of a trauma moment, you know, that happened reminiscent to his daughter. Very first episode. Then later on, we start seeing him dealing with some PTSD. He's dealing with anxiety. He's doubting himself. He's he's pouring out of emotion, but he hasn't been rage-filled. He hasn't, like, made that selfish distinction of, I'm going to do whatever it takes because of this. We've seen him being brutal, but we've never seen him compromise whatever you know, Ellie's perspective is one way or another. And this was that episode. This is Joel unleashed. But what did he lose in the process? And I think that that is going to be fascinating for me to hear you guys in the comments. How do you feel about Joel as a whole? If you've never played the games, what is your perception of Joel in this? Like, do you realize the decision he took away from her? You know, like, but at the same as that time, how does Ellie feel about now this whole entire journey, all these people that have died for her because of her and for it not to be amounting to anything, you know, what does that bring her to? Does that bring her lower? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, 
I think it was perfect. I think the 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 way that this ended made the whole season better for me. Uh, but we'll go into the details for sure. I'll leave it at Ty. Okay. Um, in an effort to not go all the way around the place like my emotions are having watched this last episode. Um, this show turned out exactly well before i say that as a gamer this show turned out exactly as i expected it to turn out as a viewer it has gone above and beyond my expectations of quality entertainment as a viewer as a lover of media, lover of entertainment, and who has suffered through many different variations of transitions of different forms of media to the big or small screen. Um, this is how it should be done. So To the folks who tried to transition in Assassin's Creed, to the folks who tried to transition Doom, Oof. to M. Night Shyamalan, this <laughs> is how a last airbender should have been done. <clears throat> this is how you take this is how you take media that's already and, and I and here's the thing. I, I don't hate M. Night Shyamalan. He he he's done, you know. A, an extensive library of work but when you take something that already has its own beauty within it and all you have to do is take it and transition it to a movie or tv screen where everything is laid out for you let uh, let me talk to the gamers for a minute after you see this this is the last of us game on the screen now they gave you a couple little tidbits of things where they implemented a couple new people and a couple little changes to make it fit in a real life world and they also took the opportunity to finish or give you some things that did not occur um excuse me Apologies. Um, they they gave you some things that um, they didn't get to give you in the game. But this is literally, here's the blueprint. Here it is. Carbon copy paste. And, and it was epic. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Because you could literally never play this. The, the, the transition from the game to the media is so good, you could have never played the game and still feel like you played the game. That's it watching this you actually covered a game and downloadable content in this in this season yeah okay this is the last of us and left behind having said all of that this has been an emotional journey this has been someone's rites of passage and the emotional hitter is, is that at the end of it, 
nothing was done. The world remains the same. And sad as it is to say, sad as it is to say, someone's justified selfishness is now prolonging this pandemic. Yep. You know, all those people that sacrificed themselves, all those people that were killed, all those people who have suffered at this disease are now um, su- continuing to suffer because of one man's actions. Now, and and I'm coming down to the focal point of this is what would you do in that situation? Right. Do you, and, and that has been yeah. the theme of this series. What would you do in this situation? Do you feel Joel was right in his actions? Do you feel he was wrong in his actions? Do you feel the consequences of his actions are justified? If we were to take the entire country that remains and said, hey, we have a chance, a chance to create a cure, but it will cost one girl's life. Do the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one? And I'm not talking about Ellie. I'm talking about Joel. Because Joel, in this whole effort, has now felt and has become a father again to a girl. Yeah. He feels he is doing what he could not do for his daughter when he he lost her due to the violence of this pandemic. Do the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one? Because we can't question Ellie on it. Ellie was ready to go. Yeah. Ellie may not have had any clue that she was going to die, but she was ready to sacrifice herself yeah. in order to have a better world. In order that there will be no Henrys or Sams. Mm. You know? Dang. Come that on. There, that, that they're right. That there, <laughs> that there, you know, that there will be no more Tesses, that there will be no more no more fireflies that there will be no more um fedras that there will be no man woman or child that has to grow up in a world that has seen these kind of atrocities so the focus really isn't on ellie the focus is on joel do the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one you know, yeah. And just for how context, how would, know. yeah. No, how would how would we feel if how would we feel if we knew that Joel did what he did, even if it was to save Ellie, which we understand. But how would we feel knowing that he he literally stopped the the strongest possibility of saving the entire world? By saving this one girl. That's yeah. that's what I love about this show. It gives you great intellectual discussion, but also great moral discussion. You will question your own morals yep. in this. You will yep. question. You, I mean, and the thing is, there'll never be a definitive answer because no one knows what they would really do 
in this exactly. in this particular situation. And right. honestly, if there's one thing that unifies us, we all pray we never have to be in that environment to make right. those kind of decisions. Right. But it brings it really does bring about the thought provoking discussions you could have with folks about could you really do it? Could you right. really pull could you really pull the trigger and have someone and have someone perform surgery killing a girl in order to save the world? Could you really be in a situation where you where you would have to shoot your younger brother who you spent this whole time to protect in order to save someone else from turning and then in your grief shoot yourself? Right. Like, and that be your first time ever being truly violent. violent. Your first right. time ever pulling a trigger. You're killing your own brother. Like, could you do that? Right. And yeah. and that's and that's where I think the key thing of this show is. It really emphasizes on what could you, what would you do? What could we do? What lengths would we go to? If it was the last of us. Yeah. And just real quick before Ronan goes for context, you guys, this game came out in 2003. We 13. asked ourselves 2000. Yeah. 2013. We asked ourselves yeah. during that time. Did Joel make the right decision for years? For years, we questioned like, did he do? And, and honestly, some of us still don't really know. I think the hard answer is, is there but just like i mean i think the first episode we looked at ronan we were talking about you know tommy was asking joe like we should pull over this person has a kid yeah and we all unanimously asked would you realistically pull over if you had your child in the car with you along with your brother it'd be one thing if you're there by yourself yeah that's another thing if you're there with your child and that throughout this whole entire thing and i really want to I really want to actually start talking about the ending because the truth of the matter is this hits different for me than the game. In the game, it was kind of like, okay, you're playing gameplay. Oh man, this sucks. Oh man, nah, I'm not gonna sit there and let them kill Ellie. You know, you your 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 consciousness is more so like being reactive versus you're seeing this whole entire progression. Observing. Yeah, up until this point, you're like, okay, they're there. She's okay. You know, I'm taking myself out of being a gamer. I'm just looking at it retrospectively. And they're telling they're telling Joe, like, yeah, I'm sorry. You're not going to be able to talk to her. You're not going to be able to see her anymore. She's gone. And all he asks is, can I please see her? And yeah. they denied him. And it's like, I feel like I don't know if he would have had a second of opinion if they would have kept her up and had her be the one to tell him, I want to make this choice. You know what I mean? And I think that that's why this series hits differently because I'm seeing this little girl having to grow up so quickly. She may have, in the context of the show, made that conscientious decision to tell Joe, look, I don't really want to die, but if this will save lives, please let me do this. You know what I mean? Just that conversation alone. Yeah. But he didn't get an opportunity of having her make that decision. It was taken out of his hands and in turn it was taken out of hers in his perception. And that's why I wanted to talk about because it's like it even though I love the game, that that visceral feeling, you know, even as a dad or a brother, just somebody you love, 
is just literally put into a, a, a location. They're under, they don't have any decisions one way or another at this point. Somebody's telling you that they're okay, but you didn't hear them. You didn't talk to them. That makes it personal for you. You know, you're, you're connecting. So I, I wanted to talk about that uh, from y'all's two perspectives. I, I mean, I'm jumping, you know, all the way to the end, but it messed me up thinking about it like that. I I literally told you guys, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's in the reaction or not. Maybe it was afterwards that I literally felt when he got the guns and was going to town, taking going one by one, it felt like the Terminator scene in the, the, the police station. I'll be back and just trying to get to mm-hmm. Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. And yet in the context, I was in my head, I'm like, we gotta get Ellie. We gotta get Ellie, okay? Right. And but the way they shot it, I thought was fascinating because you're showing the repercussions and also what is probably going through his mind that like, yeah, she's gonna hate me for for what I'm doing this and I'm right. damning the rest of the world. Right. But in his mind is that a she saved me, so that's gotta count as something. She saved me, mm. wow. you know, and that she may hate me. She might uh, um um. Uh, uh, cast me out but I'm giving her a second chance that a lot of people didn't get when when the outbreak happened right that I I, I he I think he already knows and, he, and he's knowing that this is I'm I'm going to hell for this and he's kind of content with it he's 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 okay with it because even for a slight period afterwards he gets to see her grow up a bit and he gets to see that maybe she gets to live a life that a lot of people took for granted before the outbreak. Mm. And so I, I and I, I, I sensed that dude. I'm like, this is he's he's become in, in, in the way they shot and the way they're framing it in his mind. He's like, I've become the Terminator that I, I'm, I'm doing something that a lot of the rest of the world won't like and will hate me for this. And. I listen, people, I saw friends of mine who were not sure that like, yo, he 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 did the wrong thing. Like, it's not his choice and whatnot. Like, he should have, you know, the need of the many outweighed the need of the few. But I'm not even a dad yet. And I'd be like, even if the rest of the world hates me, even if my child hates me, no. It's not that cut and dry. I'm not doing that. Yeah. A parent, and this is what sucks. And I, and I, and I apologize to people who watch this who are parents who have probably gone through this. But in my heart, I do truly feel that no parent should have to bury the child, much less do it again, as Joel did already. Yeah. And... I was just like, even if this is going to come bite him in the ass, it's just like, no. And um, I I really, because here's the thing, they didn't let him talk to, to Ellie, but I could have sworn that Marlene said, then let's wake her up and ask her what she wants to do. Because she knows that she, from her perspective, Ellie wants to do this. And I think to, to if it wasn't for the talk about Joel saying it was me who who who, who pulled the trigger, who tried to. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think once David happened, Ellie was set to be the savior of the world. But then mm-hmm. once that confession came out, she said she must have been like so happy and moved, but also be like, damn, I can't let go of this guy now anymore. Even with her telling him that like I have to see this to the end, and then saying after this we'll go wherever you want. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of it's fascinating that people, that even the, the fireflies, people be like, "This is what Ellie will want to do." I'm like, "Hold on, right? She doesn't want to do this, but now that she's met a a a, a, um, a foster father, will she want to do this? 
would the vaccine work all the way? It's a big, it's, it's, it's like rolling dice at a casino. Be like, is it going to hit craps or are you, are you going to, you know, you know, right. make the win? And um, I do feel like what they're provoking of each of those minds is way more, they put it under the microscope way more than the game did. Yeah, exactly. The beauty yeah. of the game and the beauty of the show, the game is more subtle and it leaves it up to you to think how it is in the game. It's showing it to you. If you play close attention, if you understand more storytelling, that like Ellie senses something that is not 100%. And Joel senses it like, I, the, 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 right before they got separated, it's not going to be the same anymore. Yeah. And he desperately wanted to be another way, but he knows it's not going to be the same anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my, my take as of right now, because I want to dive deep into that conversation with Joel and Ellie later on. But um, Ty, what did you think of that? How <laughs> they concluded the game? Because you we were like, "No way, they're doing this right now." Yeah. So, um, so I, I so uh, so as a parent, thank you. I do I do agree with what you said, Ronan. No no parent should have to, you know, bury bury their child. Yeah. Um, I I've seen it happen. It's it's it's. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah. Let's just leave it there. But. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate a bit. We have to remember something. Uh, and, and when I say this, please understand when I'm prefacing this. I didn't want Ellie to go either. Please understand it. I fell in love with Ellie. I fell in love with Joel. Their bond, you know, their, the, 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 the bond that they create, you know, as, foster father foster daughter this whole thing being forged by fire where he's probably doing the things that he didn't get to do with his daughter is absolutely beautiful but here's the reality that's not his child that's not his child and it's not and it was not his choice to make the only the only reason why it was ellie's choice to make but the only reason why i do not I do not have an issue really with what Joel did is I really don't think Ellie knew. I don't either. That she, that she would, that they were going to have to dig into her brain and basically kill her for that. Not in that version. Yeah. Yeah. Like, although she said she wanted to see it through to the end, she also said, we're going to see it through to the end. Like you said, Ronan. And then after that, we'll do whatever you want to do. Right. I'm sure she thought this was going to probably be nothing more than some kind of surgery involving some yeah. kind of blood extraction where the antibodies or things that have been developed in her blood mm-hmm. have, um, you know, can make a vaccine. I guess that's what she thought. Right. You know, um, they never clearly define if Ellie knew the full um, thing as to what um, they would have to do to even have a a better percentage because there's still no guarantees that it would right you know she happened to be you know the neo in the last of us matrix like she happened to be that anomaly and she's the only one so there is no guarantee she's basically blade you know her mother basically got infected when she was pregnant with her Right. Just before she delivered her, and the umbilical cord, like you brought oh out, God. Sam was still connected. 
she's basically blade <laughs> she's yep. basically I was about to say, yeah. she's she's basically a, a a clicker walker she's the walker she's the day walker she's, <laughs> you know she's the blo- she's the bloater walker she she is that you know click walker you know she's a click walker like but but the thing is at the end of the day it's not his child he lost his child it's it, but it and and the thing and I'm not don't get me wrong I'm not degrading it it because remember she made the decision she wanted to see this through to the end the question that will always be out there well for those that haven't played the games really well honestly even for those that who have played the games is yeah um would she have made the same decision if she knew fully that it was going to cost her her life Right. Like there will be no, we'll do whatever you want after this. Right. You know, Ooh, I think <laughs> I, if I think here's what I think, I think if she did decide to go through with it, knowing fully well, she would die. She would probably only have one condition. And that would be that Joel gets the first dose of the vaccine. That would be it. I think that would be it. You know, it, it I used to talk to him and tell him hmm. goodbye. Like, yeah. there's no rush here. You all you had to do is say, "Look, I want to stay with him." Hey, yeah. they they made that decision on. That's why it's this. This hits different for me because it's like they yeah. didn't put it. They didn't put the stipulations. Like, okay, let's all talk about this. You guys got here. Congratulations. This is what's on the line. Ellie, are you still down to do this to save everybody? Mm-hmm. Joel, look, you have your last moments with her. She's chosen to do this and then go that way. But they they took it out of both of their hands and now yeah. it, it alienates both of them and the world because it's like the decisions of one person like Ty said, it tears apart the whole world. But they didn't put this the they didn't put they didn't put them in the right place for that to actually be a real conversation. So this is this is something that we deal with all the time. This is something where we question things. Yep. And I'm I'm not trying to go way down the political rabbit hole, but this is where we start thinking about things about freedom of information, the people's right to know everything, wow. those kind of things. You know, what there is, you know, fireflies are basically we can't give them all the information because they want to see this through. They want to get this vaccine. They're making decisions even without letting those that are key in those decisions or, or, or they have goals that even with people that are key in those goals, you know, from, um, from making that decision themselves. And this is, and part of this part of, and, and this is why you can't miss anything in the show. Part of the one key factor that separates this from the games that I love, especially in this particular discussion we're talking about, is we now have connections that would factor in. Prime example, Ellie's mother. If, If Ellie's mother in any way, shape, or form knew that she was giving her baby to a woman who was eventually going to who's eventually going to utilize her as nothing but a means to an end. Like she, she basically treated her child like it's Harry Potter. Like you're basically raising him for raising her for slaughter. Like 
we we now have those kind of ties. You know, we didn't yeah. have that in the game. You know, all. we can talk about this all day long, but this is why I approach this with the dichotomy of the gamer versus the viewer and actually utilize both of them to have these conversations because yeah. now we have emotional ties. Like now, not that we didn't in the game, but now there's more roots. To it. Yeah. There's yeah. more, right. Yeah. There's more roots to this tree. There's Ellie's mom. You know, who who we now find out why she is the way she is, why Ellie is basically immune. Like, and then it even begs to question, you know, in that whole process, would it even work? Because there's no guarantee that Ellie just didn't have that stuff anyway. And because she already had it, the spores didn't really do anything. You know, yeah. she could have just been a child who was basically infected and has always had it, but her body just grew with it, you know, right? where she couldn't infect others. You know, it was kind of like a dormant gene, you know? So, and when she did get bitten in that left behind section, it probably didn't do anything but bring about something she's already had. So, right. You know, there there's no guarantees to this thing. Like, and that's the one thing about this show and the game. There are no guarantees to anything. No. The only guarantee is that you're going to go through these experiences that are going to make you question things. But I think it's always that. What I love is that there's always that one little decision, that one little choice. Right. Had you told Ellie everything? Had you let Joel see her? You know, you know, had you um, had you paid attention and not done this? Had you paid attention and actually done that? Had you yeah. made this choice, that choice, the left, the right, you know, that could have made this whole thing at any point, one decision, good or bad, could have yeah. totally shut this whole thing down. You know, it's it's that it's it's like it's like Avengers Endgame right now. <laughs> it's like if right. we were in Endgame, you know, how many possibilities are there? Four million five hundred something. And which one do we win? One. And yeah. at the end, this one has no winner at all. At, there's no win at all. Actually, even the only person that does get a win, it's an empty win. Yep. It's Joel's Joel. win yep. because Joel knows what he's sacrificing or could possibly be sacrificing. And okay, yeah. so you brought I, it up tight, and we need we need to somehow like go through it from beginning, middle, end. I've been biting my tongue since we finished it to talk about it. Okay, folks, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, spoiler discussion, y'all. No. Exactly. <laughs> opening, we see a lady running. Just hearing the grunt, I was like, "Holy shit, that's Ashley!" And then it turns, and it's Ashley Johnson, pregnant. Mm. And I, we all flipped the f out. I'm like, "That's Anna." That's Anna, and this is that was the moment when when I remember at, at CCXP that we saw uh, Sam. That was like Craig was like, listen, even if you play the game, there's gonna be surprises for you. That was right. the surprise for me that I was oh, like, yeah. whoa! And yeah. we see her pregnant. She goes to this house. She gets attacked. Knocks off a, a, um, um, a runner or. or um, same thing with as just like Ellie with the knife, same style. So you know they're they're related style, but she gets bitten, and we see the origin of how this potentially works, and we're just sitting there waiting to see okay what's gonna happen next. Right. And Marlene mm -hmm. comes in, they're debating it for a few like a few seconds, be like, what do we do? 
and Ellie, Jesus, I'm already calling Ellie. Anna asked her, take my kid and, and finish me off. Yeah. Just, just like, Shout just out to it. OG Ellie, though. <laughs> that, is a most, that, is, that is one of the most poetic things I've seen in a long, long time. Where it's like, the person who brought us here, Cole brought us here, and Ashley Johnson is Ellie, is playing her mom in the context of this show. And giving birth to Ellie... And being like, all right, now I have to let you go because I'm not going to be around here anytime soon. And my my big thing was that I I can't believe that that is one of the most beautiful, attractive things I've ever seen. But from the get-go, the minute that the episode ended, I was like, what would Anna do? What would Anna think about this? Right. In my heart, because I've already gone out and wrecked and be like, you know what? I'm with Joel. Joel, and then people, when we get to that finale, I'd be like, you know what? The earth had its chance. It took stuff for granted. This is the, the, the consequences. And no child should have to suffer for the consequences of the, of the life before the outbreak. And I thought to myself, what would Anna think if she was in that scenario, in that room with Marlene and Joel? And I think I, and I, I would love, this is a scenario where I tell Sam, I would love if we get a chance to talk to Ashley one day or, 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 or even Bella, I'd be like, what would Anna think? Of what was what went down, and how they would perceive it, and I, I think she would, in my heart, I could be wrong, that she would be with Joel, and she would, if she won't, if she wouldn't be with Joel, she would at least, from a distance, would be like, thank you, Joel, I know what this costs, but you went out of your way to save my child, your adoptive daughter now, good luck. Yeah. Like I that's definitely an Ashley Pedro one... and Bella discussion right there. Oh, oh heck dude, yeah. that was heck that yeah. was the but, one thing I was just like, yo, yo, but you see, that's my key point. If Anna was there, that's her choice to make. That's her child, right? That's her child. That ain't Joel's choice to make. But I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Ronan. I, I honestly, if if that was a situation, I honestly, I I would have been like, yo, ride or die, these folks gotta go. We gotta <laughs> save Ellie and Rose. Like that's <laughs> like I, I didn't want her to die, but no. but but that's what's great about this show. It get it it specifically puts scenarios together that yeah. you know, because we know that it, it takes out all the guarantees. If yep. Anna was there, guarantee she's saving her child. You yeah. know, she gonna convince. You know, Joel to save her child, guaranteed. You know, if if Ellie knew the whole thing, probably she probably wouldn't want to do it, or maybe she would, but it would still be an issue. But the thing is, they've taken out all those things because even when when Joel is telling Ellie what happened, his version, you know, she has this look on her face, like she of doubt, like she knows. Something's she wrong. knows he's lying through his teeth. That's why yeah. he made her promise because because right. she's looking for means to live with the fact that everything that she did and they went through was for nothing. Right. And the only way she gets that is if Joel promises her that that's what happened. Right. That's the perspective of like they did this all for nothing. And is that the case? Because look what this man was willing to do. That's not something. That's not something you, you do just on a toy cost. Like, and that's what I always thought myself. Did Marlene know about Sarah when she chose to make the deal with Joe and El, with Joe and Tess? Be like, you know what this man went through. You really gonna put him with this little girl now? And that's something that's I'm, gonna haunt me forever. I'm, well, and so I gotta I gotta say this. 
that opening with 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 Anna, I don't know if you guys caught it, but the music hit me because that's the music from A Quiet Place. At least that's the first time I ever heard it. It's when yeah. spoiler for Quiet Place. In the beginning of the first movie, uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt they lose a child, yeah. and it was that same music that they used in A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part Two. They used it for Anna's birthing scene with Ellie. I thought that was so poetic, and oh, go Sam. Yeah, uh, just to touch on before I even talk about Ashley Johnson, because oh my god, um, Marlene, I think truly Marlene loved Anna. Yeah, I think that she looked at Ellie as her responsibility. But at a certain point, and just like Joel, we've seen Joel be jaded for the past 20 years and changed to be something completely different, right? I think at a certain point, Marlene realized, oh, wow, this girl is really important. She studied her. She watched her. I think that she actually kept her Ellie's friend away because of the same exact reasons why she got Ellie to where she got her to. She was like, the means justify, you know? And I think the truth of the matter is, when you ask that question, Ronan, who better to protect Ellie than somebody that has lost a daughter that is not going to stop by any means? And by chance, if they do get emotionally connected, he will definitely get her there. I think that she counted on that. And that's the sad thing. And I think that there's another character that we, we looked at, Chainsaw Man, and there's a character named Makima, right? Makima plays as this she at times she feels so loyal and connected and in others she's just cold and manipulative and i think that this is the first time i've seen marlene framed like this i think it's both i think she truly does care i think she truly put her faith in joe to do this because she wasn't capable of doing it she even gave him his credit but i think at the end of the day she used that because the truth of the matter is she could have made that decision just like she kept Ellie alive this whole entire time. She could have easily said, "Look, okay, we're gonna wait till Joe wakes up and this have this conversation." Now she chose conscious to make that because she knew his reaction would be, and she also knew how Ellie would react because she know that Ellie's become connected with somebody finally. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the that's the whole thing. Like I think that it's Ellie's sticky, connection. <laughs> Ellie's connection with Riley would have been a whole other thing. It's like, oh man, she's not gonna willing to sacrifice because I need to get her away from this girl because. She's not going to be where I need her to be. All this is manipulation. And it's sad. But I think that that's the frameworks of the world. Like these past 20 years, like that's what made them be this way. Ellie is the only one that she was born into it, molded by it. I knew I had to do that. Um, but anyway, going back to... Molded by it. I see that dog. Going back to Ashley Johnson. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, Sam, before you go into Ashley, I, I'm going to put a question. I want to just put a question out there for you guys. Um, are, are, is Anna and Marlene the original Ellie and Dina? I was, I, I, I thought about that. I'm like, were they yes. a thing? Yes. Yeah. Like now that I mean, we have, well, now that we have like deeper it. roots in this thing, it, it is that the case? like it. It definitely seems like that. I don't. I don't know who the birth dad is. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> is the birth dad still alive? Anyway, we're not gonna go there. Um, <laughs> going to Ashley Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. Going Ashley. to Ashley Johnson. This Ashley is a, Johnson. Give yo, give thing. her her flowers, man. This is oh the my thing God. about Ashley. Ashley, in this show, 
you know, gave birth to Ellie. But metaphorically speaking, she also gave birth to Ellie. She made it her yes. own, right? <laughs> and she's literally giving birth to and also passing the torch on. The knife, bro. The knife that Ellie's had this whole entire time yeah, is the same man. as that knife that her mom used to defend and protect her and literally cut her in biblical cord. That's crazy. Yeah. That is insane. Um, and dude, that whole sequence was terrifying. Yeah. It was terrifying. We because we didn't really know how this played out. Like we we had no idea. I was like, never knew about that. We just never knew, knew that maybe this is how we're gonna find out how Ellie is immune, but we didn't know the consequences, and it was not in the game. For you guys that are, you know, just watching this as a show and never played the game, this was not in the game. We had no idea. We were completely caught off guard by it. It was well directed. The music was on point, like you said. But Ashley's acting. Yeah. Oh, she got her. She got her flowers, bro. She she mm. literally passed the torch on to Bella while at the same time making a mark for herself as a series, as a franchise. Like that's crazy. Like that doesn't happen. And what was even messed up about it is when she had to, you know, cut the umbilical cord, baby's literally on the floor. Like she's sitting there been panicking, terrified. She held her baby as she's slowly starting to turn. In the back of her head, she had to been thinking, what if I turn before, right yeah. you know, somebody comes? She didn't know. I think what she would have probably have done is probably killed herself before, before, you know, eating her own child. But it's kind of like, to what ends because if there's nobody coming then the baby's just literally left alone so as soon as marlene came in there like the way they set up the framing for that oh man and it's it just was... even because you have to do the math that ellie's 14 in, in in the present time when we meet joel in 2023 so yep. this is this must have been what six years five years seven years into the outbreak yeah. How much do people know of how long it takes for someone to turn? Uh, what are the the, the 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 scenarios of what to do in that in that secret besides the obvious? And yeah, man, and just just uh, it, it's almost it was a horror sequence inside a horror house where it's like it's all empty and you hear this noise and it's it's yeah I yeah that's right because she was outside and yeah. you heard the screaming running yeah and us as the game know the game was like oh rap not good yeah. <laughs> like i hear the screaming yeah. um hey first yeah, off i just want to say yo ashley i've been a fan since you were the waitress in the original avengers just yep. hey. 2012 what, wait what was it uh was it family family oh my gosh what was the show that leonardo caprio was also on crap because she was the daughter she was a child child actress as well right I yeah forget what was that show oh yeah Family, family, family. I can't remember the name of the show. But anyway, yeah, no. Nah, she, as an opening of the finale, it was perfect. Like, it, it set the tone for the rest of the episode. Because later on, when you think about what Ellie went through in the last episode, yeah. and Joel, this whole entire episode, is trying to get her to open up, to breathe again, to be a child again. She just couldn't do it. And you know we'll get to the draft scene, but it was the it was the conversation after that where yeah. she finally and this was one thing that was a critique for Ty with the Left Behind episode. She finally divulged with exposition to Joel what happened, like 
why she killed somebody before what happened to riley how riley died and it was just heartbreaking mm-hmm. like her explaining it that way like she they didn't even have to actually physically show it it was the fact that she finally felt comfortable enough to, to let out something to him right and exactly her trauma because she needed to get that off the chest because they needed that one last niche and connection and that bro, that was some powerful stuff um, and his reaction to it was even more powerful. Um, but yeah, sorry. And him, listen, I, I always thought he probably did at one point, but it's nothing to play it in your mind and just subtly just think about it. But him confessing, I went dark the second day. He said, The second day, I oh, went dark. Oh, gosh, that's he right. said, I was ready to go. I was ready to go. I forgot about that. And I thought, what's weird is it? It wasn't even nitpicky. I'm like, oh, that's a fun scenario where like Joel wasn't good at, at defensively as I thought he would. Was he was saying oh, I got hit in the head by a bullet and I missed the, the other guy? He'd be like, I, it was me. And just her sitting, them sitting on that on that 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 rock or that bench, and just him letting it out. And she knows what this means. Yeah. And. She knows what she now really knows what he's capable of. Right. And now and, and I'm already getting emotional thinking about it. Him her saying, Well, thankfully time heals everything. And he's like, it wasn't time. That look. It was uh, I, folks. I'm not gonna say the context, uh, but I'm just saying there's something similar in part two that this harken back to. This is an echo of what we might see one day in the series, but it's it literally Almost different dialogue, different scenario, but it was him. Just the look, it wasn't time. That look, and yeah. I was even our reaction, me getting emotional. I'm like, don't say anything else. That's it. Leave it like that. If yep. us humans should be smart enough to know what that implies, and her saying, "Well, I'm glad it didn't work out." That would happen. Of what happened with you two, um, Ty, Sam, were you guys shocked that he actually confessed what he went through? Because that's no that's huge. That's something that I was like, let it out. Honestly, to tell you the truth, no, because uh, because the thing is, it uh, honestly it 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 it's a prequel to to the decision he makes to save Ellie. Because remember, if you remember, we're playing the game right after you know David gets killed and they move on and they're you know finally making their way to the Fireflies. He's now become more open with Ellie. Yep. When they're having those conversations, even in the series, just before the Fireflies knock them out. He's he's making these bonds. He's already made these bonds. By this point, it's too late. She has basically replaced Tess, replaced his daughter. She is now that bond, that connection. His purpose. He has now made her the connection to his yeah. morality. Yeah. You know, he is she he has made her that that one thing that will that makes everything else he's done validated and justified Mm. you know so when you see that you really already kind of know what's going to happen you know he's not going to let her die you know as soon as they tell as soon as marlene tells him that they're going to have to go into her brain which means she's going to die that was it that's all like and and it was so fast because because even as soon as she said it he was like no choose another find another you know, it was like at that point you knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. If they had gotten to them 
you know, before Henry and Sam or even slightly after Henry and Sam and not to the point where they had bonded even before the giraffes, you might have questioned what what Joel might do. But after he confessed what he did yeah. without them having to say much and that he felt comfortable revealing it to her. Right. And, you know, you already knew he was all the way in. He was all the way in and nobody was going. He didn't have any problem with them extracting blood or doing any of that stuff. But her death was now off the table, off the table, yeah. off the table. And I honestly think even if she made that statement, even if she said, Joel, it's OK, I want to do this. I'm willing to sacrifice myself. He wasn't willing to let her go, especially yeah. when there was no 100 percent guarantee that if they extracted that and they killed her, that there would be a cure, you know, for all mankind. That was off the table. I'm not surprised because at that point, you just when you've gone through that kind of fire, you forge something. And the bond yeah. that they forged is literally diamond. You can't what break a, it. What a switch, Sam, because because I was I saw that the environment. I'm like, oh, I know what's happening here. I know what this what we're going to talk about right now. I knew what was going to be talking about. And genius of the show, they flipped it on me with the same emotional weight right. in the game. For you those who haven't played it, play it now before I spoil it. But in that sequence, Joel finally tells her about, talks about Sarah. Right. She's like, is, yeah. it, is, it, is that when you lost Sarah? He's like, yes, it was. She's like, I can't imagine losing anyone like that, Joel. So I'm sorry. He's like, it's okay, Ellie. And what does she do that they didn't do in the series? The photo of, of, of Sarah and Joel when her playing soccer. She uh, says, I, I borrowed this from you. I just wanted to give it to you. She, he gives, she gives it to him and he goes, you can't escape your past. He's like, thanks for, 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 for giving me this. Yeah. Again, flipped it, but with the same weight of what? Beautifully Connection. done. Beautifully yeah. done. Oh, yeah. Sam. Oh. And that, yeah. and when he finally accepted that, because it's not like his brother didn't try to give it to him, too. His oh, brother yeah. was like, he was like, nah, to his brother. But at that point, when he finally, when he finally got to go through his emotional trauma and finally come to terms with it, once he accepted that picture, and it's so funny he accepts it from Ellie. You know, it's one yeah. of those situations where you got to ask yourself, if Bruce Wayne went through this same emotional process, would there be a Batman? Because that, I mean, that's really what we're dealing with. We're dealing with someone who hasn't gone, who, who hadn't this whole time come to terms gone through, it. come to terms with it or dealt with it in a, in a, in a productive way. Yeah, You know, in a way that would allow him to move forward. He's basically been stuck for years as a grieving father, you know, and now it just so happens to be another little girl, another young girl who, who brings him to that, that, that redemption, that nirvana. You think he's going to let that go? No, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yeah. Death, death for Ellie was off the table at that yeah. point already. Yeah, to, um, to answer your question, Ronan, um, was I surprised? I think I was surprised in the context of them in the delivery behind it. Um, it it, it kind of threw me off because I was like, dang, it makes sense. But for him to openly use that line of dialogue like that and openly share that with her, He's no longer seeing her as just some kid or even somebody that he's willing to protect. He's seeing her as family. You only divulge stuff like that. Like in the way that he did it, 
openly and freely like that to somebody you consider family, right? I don't got friends. The, the thing... I got family. <laughs> the, I the... live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I'm not surprised by is Neil and Craig. These ninjas, this whole entire show, have been giving us these gut chunk, gut, gut punches. It was just one last good old gut punch before the, the finale. Yeah. And it's kind of like Neil has this way of his storytelling that it hurts you. Like it's not about the entertainment. It's about the rawness of the reality. And it's kind of like if you think about it, like just a few episodes back, this man Joe should have died. If it wasn't for this little girl, he'd been dead, you know? And it's like, you don't forget something like that. You don't. You can't. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Not only did she willingly sacrifice and put herself out there for him to save him, she lost a bit of her innocence to save him. Yeah. And so if you yeah. think about it in that context, it's like, how can he not be immortally connected to this young girl like there's no way you know he might have cared about her he might have seen her importance her value he might have seen something in her that connects and harpens to his daughter because i mean we talked about this ronan it's kind of like this was 20 years later like technically you know the daughter would be what sarah was 16 30 something she was like 12 15 yeah she she would have been in her mid-30s she's been in her 30s like like some people in their 30s have like 12 year olds, 10 year olds. So I'm saying that th- there's there's a connection with this girl that, like Ty said, it awakens something that he never had before. Um, it's just very different. Um, and I think the thing about the the conversation about the suicide, I think it's just the way he told it. Yeah. Because he had been keeping it under wraps this whole entire time. And like you said, Ronan, it was kind of like, oh, okay, that's weird. Stretch on Joe, like just missing, like no, like he he missed what he wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, it's just so much wet emotional resonance and pain behind it. But I don't know. This is the weird thing about this season finale. I was as as hurtful and messed up as it is, man. I at the same that time, like I felt so many different other ranges of emotion. Because it's something about self-sacrifice and willing to break protocol to protect, to save, to 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 defy boundaries. The way that they handled this episode, like I was kind of felt like really encouraged. Uh, I was emotional, but it wasn't like, oh, well, I feel depressed. You know what I mean? Like I didn't come out of this depressed. I didn't come out of this feeling, oh man, this enlightened. is so That's rushed. what I thought about it. I felt like, enlightened. I was like, like yeah. ah. Great word, Ronnie. Yep, that, that's kind of how you feel. Through the whole entire experience of this series, there's been so much darkness and so much pain, but there's so much beauty. Like, Bill and Frank's episode is nothing but sheer beauty in the midst of tragedy, bro. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you look at the relationship of Ellie and Joe from their inception to where they ended this, even though their emotions and their relationship is completely strained forever, yeah, there's so much beauty in it, bro. Like, I, that's the thing that you can't take away from this. Like, there's no way you can't. Um, but yeah. And listen, speaking of beauty and the laws of innocence, and you said about the the gut punch of emotion. This was it wasn't even just a one gut punch. It was two, at least for me. 
it was it was an I mean, you called it you're like gameplay and I was like yep that's like the gameplay of, of you know Ellie the ladder and mm-hmm. I I sensed it dude because again I haven't played in a while it's just it's just that's how much of an impact the game made on my memory her right. going up and getting the elevator I was like please and God bless you Sam you're like run and come down I heard a noise I heard an animal noise and I I went shush shh and then she looks runs off drops the elevator and I was like we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And it's just, it was just waiting, This man, waiting, Ronan, waiting. was freaking out. He was low. He lost it. I, listen, he and, lost and it. well, and well within it. his right, because it was such an epic scene mm-hmm. in the game. And they transitioned it so well to the mute movie. Like, I feel you, bro. I listen, I ain't listen, fam. Hug the giraffe, man. Get a giraffe some love. Like it, it was, it was so great. And that's that's the other thing about Neil and and the rest of the folks. It's like, it's like they know just when to give you enough darkness, and when to give you enough light to appreciate it, yep. to understand that in order to understand and truly appreciate this light, you have to go through that darkness. But in that darkness, you're building and built. You're building this forge. You're forging this fire of a bond. Between like I like I said I've said this in one of our uh, spoiler reviews or regular reviews. This is the 2023 version of Lone Wolf and Cub. You know, like this is that, and you can compare it if you want to with that. You can compare it if you want to with with Mando, the Mandalorian. Yeah. But what you can what you always have to remember is is that Ellie's at a certain age of maturity, you know, which, of course, oh, of course, you know, Baby Yoda and all that wouldn't come through for a while, although, you know, he's already intelligent and mature. But the fact of the matter is, is there there's this bond that's being forged through their own shared grief and separate grief, yeah. you know, you know, and it's you just have to love it. And they and in the midst of it, they still find ways. They still find ways to 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 say, "Look, this is hell." But even in hell, there are little bits of heaven, you know. And it, it's yeah. just amazing how they do it. Like that, you can find some happiness in it for even if it's for a few fleeting moments with you know an animal that you've never seen that's not <laughs> that's not normal <laughs> in in that in their aspect of the world and there where they were in the world but you know but for them to see that and appreciate that and it even opens up their bond more yeah cuz they get to share these positive experiences which they really haven't done a lot of they either share a lot of negative ones or they create their own positive moments together where she's telling him jokes and all that stuff this is a what i loved about the giraffes is that this is this is a this is just a natural event for them it's not it's not something where they're just trying to make some happiness so they can survive so they don't go insane so that they can have a smile this is something where they're both truly awe-inspired you know just like they react when they're being attacked or when something crazy happens, they still have those same reactions when they see beauty and things that are wonders. It, it's just, it's, they did an excellent job, man. Sam, so Sam, Sam said it best. 
she needed this after what we just went through with her she mm -hmm. needed this and then look at the irony of david's line everything happens for a reason do you and then that's another cool discussion without the confession of joel's attempted suicide and without this draft ellie being on a down down low would she have been like screw it i'll die whatever i'll save the, the world yeah what does it mean after she went through these two sequences back to back I'm like look life is shitty but you have to go to sleep at a certain point and you wake up the next day and you wake up the next day the sun still rises this was for her the sun rising her waking up being like it can be bad but there's another day a new day for a new opportunity and that's where i'm like wow what without these two sequences of the giraffe and joe's confession how more deeper she would have been with being like all right let's just yeah. let's do it yeah, I think that's perfect uh, thought because when Laura knows when Henry and Sam passed, she couldn't deal with it. She was like, yeah. "Where's Wes? Like, let's go." Like, she yeah, was kind of like, "Let's get exactly. this over with." Like, I'm I'm ready to keep going. I think that was a precursor to what we. It, she was going down that road for sure. Um, because I mean, we talked about it. It was a harsh episode, man. When you you really understand what she really truly went through. Like she was done, and then it every single time Joel kept on trying to be there, he kept on saying, Are you okay? Are you this? and she was just spaced out. Like, I, I think what would hurt worse if she started having like random you, you heard her thoughts, so she started talking to herself about what happened, or she had like random like flash of memory. That's that's where the Darren Aronofsky, you know, moments come in where they're just overly trying to be. That's where I think that Ty is perfectly correct. Like, there is a perfect balance of tragedy, yeah. darkness, and enlightenment, lifting up and levity and light um, that they're always going back and forth with all the way to the end. Because that end sequence, like, we know as gamers where this is going. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, we don't. And that's one thing that I want to talk to y'all about is now that this is over. They've gone through the whole first game. Where do we go next? Because the first game and the second game, there's a five-year gap. And there's a lot of living to do. There's a lot of conversations to be had. They haven't even made it back to talk to Tommy yet. Um, I do think, yeah, I I feel because the way they use flashbacks in this season was amazing. And But here's the thing. To make those five years felt, and they should, because it's different with gameplay. I think second season should be the five-year gap. It should be yeah. before you 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 run us through the mills with part two, because even part two, it's perspective, perspective. And then right. I don't know how you would juggle flashbacks in between that. Right. Um, it had to be linear, and yes. then you figure out how you want to do and they don't even have to do flashbacks they could literally just do the five years like yeah. that's the thing like you can eliminate those flashbacks and instead like two years two yeah a year with two episodes a year like with two the, episodes. the spaceship yeah. you know what i'm saying like there are perfect exactly. moments and segments within that five years that you can get like even joel taking up a job them getting a house like you know how does ellie navigate what happened you know what I mean? Like those conversations of 
you know, even though in this episode we felt like through Bella's performance that she knew that Joel was lying. But she also has to accept this surrogate dad. It's just like all of us having to suck in like something that we know for a fact, oh, this isn't right, but we're just going to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Who does she talk to? You know, what does she talk about in her headspace? You know, does she start to talk about somebody, talk to someone that she eventually comes to love? I was about to say, Dina. Like, how does their relationship start? You know what I mean? Like, she has to have friendships to build foundations of what we get in the second game. And I think that Neil said it. Like, he's using this series as an opportunity of telling stories that he couldn't tell throughout those two games. Dude, I go. And he's got a whole five years worth of story to tell. I wouldn't be shocked that, and this is just a big predicament, big, big, um, big um, theory. They might never do this, and I don't care. Second season could be the five years. Third season could be the first half of part two, because that's, I mean, that's it's it's, it's, it's over twenty hours of, of a game. And then you know, fourth season is the second half of part two, which you know, it's 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 so the the possibilities are so endless of where they can go about with the, the games and bringing them into adaptation. And then you got to also factor that because we already know the roadmap. We've already experienced it. Uh, Imagine how people who've never played a game are going to this dark. How are they going to feel about the end? Hey, hey, Dude, so I had a weird thought. And now you're triggering, you're triggering me now. <laughs> Imagine if the second episode... I'm sorry, the end of the second season ends where Joel is kind of like he's going off and he sees this person, this young person. He's willing to help. And just all of a sudden, in the middle of conversation, you know you killed my dad, right? And this is not going to end the way you want it to. And they just end the episode. And that's the cliffhanger. (laughs) People... (laughs) Gamers would be crying. Gamers would be hurt and crying because it would be a Glenn situation all over again. Yeah, I was going to say Glenn. Yeah. But (laughs) I think it would be perfect for the way that the framing of this series is, especially if they don't make it like going back and forth. I think if they keep this linear, dude, like they could could really do something. They could really do something serious with this. Here's my thing. Here's my thing on just that piece. (laughs) As gamers, it would affect us. But Again. you're going for everybody. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> I would think if they do the five-year gap and they end that second season, they're going to kill him. Because, because, uh, no, because, be- no, we are no, not no, gonna, here's the thing. We're not going to go down this road. No, no. But, but here's my justification for it. Because remember, I look at this as a gamer and just as a viewer. Oh, hold if on, hold so- on. I wouldn't say anything more. Because... Some people who are watching this are not gamers. Yeah. We'll keep yeah. it. We'll stop it. And, we'll stop it. But my, I know but my you're comment going, isn't for the gamers. My comment isn't for the gamers. We, I, As a gamer, I agree with exactly everything you said. They should end it that way. But no one's going to have that same reaction if they've never played the game. They're just going to be like, well, what, what the hell does she mean by that? Like, what? And they could say, like, oh, that he could possibly do it, but they're going to look at her like, yo. She ain't gonna. She ain't gonna. She ain't gonna kill this dude. Like you know, I, it still has the. It still has a good effect, you know, from an aspect. But I, I think, I think if they end it the way we experienced it in part two, Sam, 
that would be a freaking ridiculous cliffhanger for the next season because they're going to go for the viewers. They know they don't have to go for the gamers because the gamers already know we're, we're good. <laughs> and so without, I'm not spoiling of the context of that stuff, but what I'm saying is that because that's a good suggestion. That's a good, oh, just like Walking Dead. I get it. But I'll still go back and I'll put my money down that to keep us in the dark, especially people who haven't played part two, the way they probably should end season two if they're doing the five-year gap is the way the flashbacks of the previous five years ends, where it's like it's Ellie and Joel outside the hospital. And it's just like, what the fuck happened? Let it out now. And if they it, it, it's 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 still an emotional well, sequence, and it's imagine if they end the season there, and it's like, what does that mean? For the future, yeah, yeah, I I, I agree, but you got you have to have that pivot, yes, yeah. It's like the the emotional strain is is gonna be divided, absolutely. But it's like, what is the end of that? One of these roles is not gonna go right, so so (laughs) that's that's what I'm trying to say without anything. Okay, so let me let me okay, so we have two different ways on this. Let's let's find a common ground, let's find a common, let's find a compromise, and I want to offer the compromise. Okay, I would say that it goes the way Sam has said, where she says, you know, she rolls up and as she's telling him, you know, you know, you killed my dad and all that. They flash back to the end of season one and she comes out as a little girl. Oh, and she's crying over her her father's dead body oh, in the hospital room. I, look, then I she give, comes back and says, "This isn't going to end for you the way you think it is." Like that is that my compromise. That would can be I dope. offer that compromise to you? I'm with brothers? that because off grip, that would be a better. That would mean how do I put it without spoiling anything? That'd be better for that character if they did it. That yes, way, for the perception of everybody. Yes, like as the people watching as viewers, it would come off better if they approached it that way, instead of um, jarring the way it did for us. Yeah, we're not gonna go there because we're not talking yeah, about this. No, exactly, we can't go there. We can't go there. But, <laughs> I know. but but that would be great because I, I'm it, with it, that. it's almost with like that. they're doing the same thing with the end of the first season where Joel is telling Ellie what happened, but we see what Flip really side. happened. Right. You see where he shoots Marlene and everything else. He ended her like he was just right. James. In like, this down. time, in <laughs> this one, in this one, they f- go back and they may see that little girl hiding behind the door or something where she sees Joel kill her dad in that in that operating room, mm-hmm. and then she comes out and cries over his body, and she gives you a look. She gives a look that is almost like. Ellie on the cover of part two. I, you literally read my mind. But it's her. You it's almost like the end, it's almost like the end of House of the Dragon, where exactly she, her whole her, face. Yeah. That would be my compromise. I say yeah. they run with that, and I'm all ready for season. I'm ready for season three already. Neil, do you hear this? He's giving you a good framework. <laughs> Neil, we look. Neil, we gave, look, listen we, to it. We framed this up for you. We gave you the architect. We, we gave the architect the blueprint. Let's go. Uh, um, I. We could go down the rabbit hole for two more hours. Um, but, and part of the reason why I don't want to go more two hours is because I also don't want us to bleed into more with the game of part two, because that's a whole nother 
that's, yeah. another, that's another podcast. That's not, not even oh. another podcast. Oh, give um, her blonde hair. That's that's part two. Let's go. <laughs> At the end of season two, let's go. Oh my god. But anyway, in conclusion, um, this was a hell of an experience, and I have to thank Sam for that experience for making me part of the experience. And for actually like you, going, you know, being nuts enough to be like, all right, we'll do, you know, because I, I was like, we should do bottles and bricks, last of a podcast, and it just be like, okay, and us going with it and seeing the reception. If you've bothered watching this this podcast, I thank you so much. That reception that we got from the CCXP coverage was I didn't expect that, and I'm just humbled by that, and. um but then leading that up to this series and us watching it and capturing those moments that even though we knew what was coming, we didn't know what was coming. And it still hit us the way the first game hit us. Um, Ty, Sam, thank you so much for joining uh, Bottles and Bricks on this journey. Um, where could people find you and how fast can we like recommend to these recommend to the rest of the world this show because everybody has to be on this when it officially drops. Uh, I mean, look, man, you can find us and well, you find me at Team JVS. Uh, <clears throat> username as far as Twitter, Instagram, Super SEL zero three two zero. But the truth of the matter is, man, this is just one of the best shows that HBO's ever produced, and it shows. There's a lot of care behind it, and I mean. I think Ty said it best last time. This is a gateway to possibilities of game transitions done right. And and look, man, I, I'm excited to talk more about it. Uh, only thing I'm going to tell Ronan, I'm going to try to pull him into our podcast about a certain Attack on Titan that me and Ty are pretty Oh, soon. let's go. That's right. He, oh, he's never seen an episode, Ty. What? Yeah, he I is, know, dude. He is, wait, wait, no, no, fresh, no, stay, fresh. Look, stay on target. Stay on target. We'll come back after the show. But yeah, that may be its own separate podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna keep this going. Mm. And uh, yeah, no, Ronan. I mean, look, I'm just here to facilitate, man. You you came up with the concept, and this was this is a great experience, and hopefully, some great reactions for you guys. Uh, we've got content all over the place. <laughs> it's going to be uh, audio podcast. It's going to be on Ronin Unchained. There's going to be non-spoilers on my channel. Heck, we're doing a remaster discussion. I haven't told Ty this yet, but we're going back through the episodes once they're completed and having like a full group discussion for a limited time. So With more people, yeah. With more people who, who either play the game and haven't been on our show before, people who probably haven't even played the game and just seeing, hopefully, to be like, what did you think of it? Because we know what we think of it. And, and right, yeah, full, full VFX, full ADR, so it's completed. So that way, you guys have it real time as well. So as you're watching this now, you guys are probably seeing some of those already done. We're just talking about it as though it's in the future, future, right? yeah, it's already happened. <laughs> Good morning, McFlying it. Ty, what about you? Where can people find you? Well, uh, you can find me there uh, at Ty at Nitty down on at Twitter and Instagram. Um, and 10 out of 10, watch the show. Watch this show. Watch the show. 
10 out of 10. I know the last spoiler review or something I mentioned about something about 9 or 9.5 is a game. No, it's a 10 out of 10 show. It's a 10 out of 10 season. Just watch it. Enjoy it. Come back and holler at me. Let's have great discussion. Let's do that. Watch the show. Watch the show. Just watch the, the show with reckless abandon and enjoy. It's it's an incredible show. It's it's probably the one show for 2023 that I would recommend without any hesitation or mental reservation. It is an awesome, awesome show. Exactly. Um, exactly, folks. Uh, go to Sam's channel. We'll have non-spoiler review stuff, and then we'll do a, a thing that I was like, we should do what the the first game did with PS4 was remastered. So we'll do that hopefully with with Sam's channel. Uh, with other folks who haven't been on the podcast yet, and then hopefully, if everything lines up right, we might do an overall series spoiler review remastered version in my channel and bring up stuff that even I'll even and I'm thinking about doing this. I don't should I pigeon myself of of comparing what was in the game and what was in the shell because even something as 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 a as a notice where Ellie says I can't swim in episode two. And the game, it, 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 it hints at something towards the end that they didn't do in this finale, which I was shocked. I was like, okay, how does that play out? Or how does that feel compared to the game? Mm-hmm. Um, don't give any more, Rona. Don't give any more. No, no, no. no. Don't, don't I'm, say I'm being nothing. As vague. I'm being as vague uh, as possible. Man, man, don't say and nothing. If, <laughs> and if not, I have, I have Premiere Pro to edit that out. Yeah, um, my man. Ooh, <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to call it right quick. Before we close out, Ronan, I predict by the time you guys are watching this episode and watching our spoiler discussion that a second season will be announced. And I think they're going to announce that The Last of Us 3 is coming. I'm going to make that prediction. Yes. Yes. Because because if they stretch out, if they if they use the five years for a whole season, that gives them enough time to go back and develop part three, release part three, and then we can have a season four, which is part three. That would be, or a season five, because whenever they start part three, there could be some time or some years between part two and part three. We don't have any, we have no idea, but yeah, I I agree with you. Great, great, uh, great prediction there, uh, Sam Stradamus. Great prediction, my friend. I and I love George R. R. Martin and the the the, the West Westworld world. I just don't hope it's a Winds of Winter scenario when it comes to part three. Oh if we do God. that announcement, um, <laughs> and if you're hearing this, if you're watching first time, you can follow me on Twitter and on YouTube at Running Unchained, doing reaction reviews to this to Star Wars. Uh, this is going to be a big year with Mandalorian and Ahsoka by themselves and Bad Batch. Hopefully by then. Um, but what I've been saying for these past few weeks, and you know, what? I'm going to switch it up. All I'm going to say is that no matter what you keep finding something to fight for. Thank y'all. Have a good day. Peace. Crap. I can't do anything. I'm stuck. (laughs) Maybe we don't need an outro. It's it's just been it's just been that crazy of a season. We don't need an outro. I'll add it later. Wait, here it is.